Welcome to Seeking God's Grace podcast, a place to share stories about life, faith and passion. My name is Grace and I am a sister of the Holy Family of Nazareth, or as some prefer to say, I'm a Catholic nun. I hope that this podcast will help you and me to find God in everyday life experiences and to understand God and yourself a little bit better. Let's talk and seek God together. This weekend, I decided to put aside my planned topics and uh, simply talk about Holy Week. I thought that we could spend some time unpacking each day of this special time and try to see the connection between what is happening in Jesus' life, possibly something what he might be struggling with, what uh, he might be really experiencing in a very hard way, from which we can learn. I will touch base also on what is happening in the liturgy of the Church. And finally, I would like to offer you some possible ideas how to make this Holy Week very special week for your life and for those with whom you live, on your own, in the community, or maybe in your family, whatever your situation is. One thing I would like to encourage you uh, to, from the start, is to undust your Bible, or maybe uh, download an app of the Bible on your phone, if this is your preferable way of reading, and try to follow each day of the Holy Week in the Bible. Bible is not a chronological historical record of the events of our life in faith, and it is also not a biography of Jesus. But in this particular case, looking at all the Gospels written in the New Testament from perspective of Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, we can create a possibly, possible quite accurate sequence of events of Jesus' last week on earth. So let's open the Bible and try to see where was Jesus and where are we in this special week of the year. And let's think about simple ideas. How could we be taking maybe just one action that would commemorate and make very meaningful each day of this special week? We will start with Palm Sunday. Very well-known event. On the Sunday before death, his death, Jesus began his trip to Jerusalem, knowing that soon he will die. He sent two of his disciples ahead, telling them to look for a donkey and its unbroken colt. Then Jesus sat on the donkey and slowly, humbly, made his triumphant entry to Jerusalem. The crowds welcomed him by waving palm branches in the air and shouting, Hosanna! to the son of David. I wonder how many of you actually know the meaning of the word, of word Hosanna. Hosanna is often translated, please save us. It is a Greek word that most scholars believe is a transliteration of two Hebrew words, Yasha, which means to save or deliver, and Anna, which means please, I beseech. In this sense, Hosanna 
It's a command to bring salvation. Bring salvation to the world. Well, why the people of Jerusalem were waving branches and shouting Hosanna? Because they truly, truly believe that Jesus will be the Savior, the one that will free them from uh, Roman occupation. Not all of them, only some of them, or maybe not even many of them, were thinking about that he is a true son of God. All what they wanted is their personal freedom. So what's happening in the churches? Everybody knows. We go to the church, we get the palms, the palms are being blessed, then we have a procession inside the church, and we have long, 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 long reading of the passion of Christ. What do we do with this? And how do we pay attention to what is happening in Jesus' life? Jesus is humble. But at the same time, probably Jesus also experiences some loneliness, realization that he is and will be misunderstood in his life priorities, his vision and his mission. When people shout Hosanna, he knows that they don't mean that they accept him as a son of God. He knows that they are meaning something else. How do I accept the words of praise from others? That is the question that I would like to leave you for Palm Sunday. Am I genuine and generous in recognizing in others their true values? This week is going to be great. Very sad, but also very significant. This is why it's called holy. Well, an idea from Palm Sunday, if you are still um, celebrating that, it's make it a day of compliment genuine comment of recognizing someone for who they are, not for what they do. And we move to Monday. Monday of the Holy or Great Week, if you like. The following morning, Jesus returned with his disciples to Jerusalem. Some connect the curse of a fig tree and returning tables in the temple when Jesus asked, my temple will be a house of prayer. Although we do not know for sure if it happened, it is significant that Jesus returns to the temple and prays. On Monday evening, Jesus stayed in Bethany again, probably in the home of his friends Mary, Martha and Lazarus. There is no any significant liturgy on uh, Holy Monday in the church. Although some churches celebrate in one of those days preceding Easter, a beautiful old tradition prayer called Tenebre. Tenebre uh, from Latin means darkness. Tenebre is a religious service of Western Christianity held during the three days preceding Easter Day and characterized by a gradual extinguishing of candles and by a strepitus or loud noise taking place in total darkness near the end of the service. Very interesting one. So, 
Jesus knows that his time of death is coming. What does he do? He goes to his friends. He pray and he looks for comfort with the people who understand and love him. Prayer and friendship. These are two main topics for me for Monday of the Holy Week. Who am I helping at the time of the darkness? How am I a person of blessing to others? And a simple idea. If you will remember, why not to make Holy Monday of that special week meaningful by blessing people with whom you live? If you are a father, if you are a mother, place a little cross on the forehead of your child. Maybe you are doing this daily, I don't know. If you are a a person who doesn't live with anyone, why don't you just say a prayer of blessing on your loved ones, of people who are important for you? And we wake up to Holy Tuesday. Jesus most likely returned to the temple and possibly to the Mount of Olives. Back at the temple, religious leaders were upset. And Jesus, uh, he talked about who he is and he couldn't deny that he is the son of God which really upset religious leaders scripture indicates that this Tuesday was also uh, the day when Judas Iscariot negotiated with the Sanhedrin the rabbinical court of ancient Israel to betray Jesus there is no much significant liturgies of the church. Uh, We have ordinary masses on Holy Tuesday. But there is a possibility that you might just stop by for a minute or so in your daily life and ponder. You might ponder about the significance of people who betrayed you or whom you betrayed. Judas, the one who are betrayed Jesus. When am I Judas for others? Where am I hurting others? Maybe today is the time not even thinking about big betrayals, but simply about being judgmental every day. So an idea for Holy Tuesday for me will be to say a prayer for the person who hurt you or betrayed you in your life. And we go to Wednesday, half week. The Bible doesn't say what the Lord did on the Wednesday of Passion Week. Scholars speculate that after two exhausting days in Jerusalem, Jesus and his disciples spent this day resting in Bethany in anticipation of Passover. In Bethany, just a few nights earlier, Lazarus' sister Mary had lovingly anointed the feet of Jesus with expensive perfume. There is no significant liturgy on that day, although some dioceses celebrate the Chrism Mass ahead of the Holy Thursday, which is this connection with the oils that um, Bible mention, all use of Chrism, catechumment, and all oils of sick, mindful to say all of them. So, The question for me when I think about Jesus and when I think about his preparation for 
his death is how am I preparing for significant difficult moments in my life? In what ways do I comfort others through my words and action? What do I do? And a simple idea for Wednesday, Holy Wednesday, maybe that just have to be a simple act of kindness, whatever comfort means for you, making a kappa for someone, sending a nice text message. Simple act of kindness. And we arrived for Holy Thursday. From Bethany, Jesus sent Peter and John ahead to the upper room in Jerusalem to make the preparation for the Passover feast. Jesus washed the feet of his disciples as they prepared to share in the Passover. Jesus show, or did the case show, showcased how to show love to one another. As the Lamb of God, Jesus was about to fulfill the meaning of Passover by giving his body to be broken and his blood to be shed in sacrifice. During the Last Supper, Jesus established the Lord's Supper, the or communion, which we like to sometimes say. And he said to his followers, do this in memory of me. Later on, Jesus and his disciples left the, left the upper room and they went to Garden of Gethsemane. Then in Gethsemane, Jesus was betrayed, betrayed by kiss by Judas Iscariot and then arrested and spent the night in the prison. Meanwhile, in the early morning hours, Jesus' trial was getting underway. Peter denied knowing his master three times before the roosted crowd. What's happening in the church? Quite known again, there is a mass of the Last Supper, washing of the feet, Sometimes in churches they don't do washing of the feet and that's also um, really a choice of the priests who celebrate the celebration. However, it is important that on that very day the Eucharist starts and the Eucharist is being celebrated for the very first time ever since Jesus said, do this in memory of me. I will be present with you every single time when you will be doing that. After the Mass, uh, the tablecloth is taken off and we take Blessed Sacrament to what we call the Altar of Repose. Well, what is it? It's actually a place that um, really gives the um, feeling of Jesus spending the night in the prison. There are even some places that will make it um, looking like a prison. Some others will make it look like the Garden of Gethsemane when Jesus prayed that night as well. So two meanings and both very beautifully um, showing what was happening with Jesus in this life. Eucharist means Thanksgiving. Once more, how difficult was this Holy Thursday night for Jesus? It must be very hard. Yet, his life mission was almost fulfilled in that moment. So, maybe a simple idea for Holy Thursday, since Eucharist means Thanksgiving, might be to say, 
What are you grateful for? What are you thankful for? And name people and events that make you grateful in your life. And we arrive to Holy Friday, Good Friday. Or in my language, in Polish language, we say Great Friday. Great, because there is no greater day in our faith than that Friday of the year. This is the most difficult day of passion of Jesus. Jesus dies. According to scripture, Judas Iscariot, the disciple who had betrayed Jesus, was overcome with remorse and most likely hanged himself early Friday morning. Then Jesus uh, is put in the front of the court again and he makes his way to Golgotha and being hung on the cross, he spends his couple of last hours on earth praying for others. What is going on in his head, in his heart? Is he doubting? Is he believing? What's happening in him? I, I often wonder about that. Yet we hear the words of trust coming from him. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. In the churches, we read the Passion of Christ. We also celebrate stations of the cross, this way of the cross, which Jesus went on that day. We pray by the tomb of Jesus. The altar is still stripped of cloth. There is no mass. Yay, we go to the church, but there is no mass. We receive communion from the house that have been consecrated the day before. So, since Good Friday is great, what are good and great things we do for others? What are great things which we can say, I gave it all. Jesus on Good Friday gave it all. What are the moments of I give it all in your life? Well, simple idea for Good Friday. What if I, each one of us will say just these words? Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. Is there anything greater than that? When Good Friday finishes and the body of Christ is being taken down because of the Jewish Passover celebration and the necessity of cleaning up the space, making sure that the celebration is not being disturbed, we arrive to Holy Saturday. His body is laid in the tomb where he was guarded by Roman soldiers. When the Sabbath ended at 6 p.m., Christ's body was ceremonially treated for burial with spices purchased by Nicodemus. Saturday is a time of waiting. In the churches we have beautiful celebrations. They start in the darkness because actually we celebrate the time of Passover when we go from death to light. When I was little, I was always confused about Easter Vigil. I never understood why do we 
do the things with the lights, with the water, with so many readings. And yet after we will go back home, then the day after we go for the Mass of Resurrection. Yes, it is a little bit confusing. But because what's happening on the Easter Vigil and on Easter Sunday, it's experiencing what is to come and is happening at the very same time. Vigil of Easter, Vigil of Resurrection. Time when we see Jesus in tomb and time when we look at our life and think, what needs to break? for the life come to come out from me. There are very beautiful symbols that you can have at home. Eggs. Uh, well, I think that sometimes people don't really talk, especially to their children, enough about the symbolism of eggs. This shell, broken shell, and the little um, chickens hatching uh, are beautiful symbol of what is to happen to Jesus on that day and on Easter. But most important, what is the topic of the day? It's hope. Hope is believing, even not seeing what is happening yet. On Holy Saturday, this is what we celebrate. I sometimes think about Blessed Mary, and I think that maybe she was just involved in the everyday Things. Maybe she was sitting somewhere at home and making little bread or thinking, what do I do now? Then when Jesus will be back with me as he promised. So as we are like Mary, staying at home and taking care of our everyday life, I encourage you to make this Holy Saturday special by small decoration, maybe um, by Again, um, encouraging someone to uh, celebrate Easter with you or sending someone good wishes and waiting for Easter together. I'm not going to talk about Easter itself. This will be next week talk. I'm just about to wrap up and finish. But what I want to summarize this with, it's um, just few simple statements. How do we live the Holy Week in daily life? Well, everyone's situation is different. If you are a parent, you will focus more on your children than yourself, because parenting will challenge you to explain to your children what it means. If you are living on your own, you will find ways, language, symbols which are important for you, or activities that will help you to, to focus on that. If you live with others, um, your circumstances will be different again. Holy Week, it's a great week. This is because we learn how great is God's love for us. Let us pray that we will also be great encouragers for others. Some ideas which I shared uh, might be helpful, but maybe not. Maybe you have your own. Whatever you do, make it memorable and great. If not anything else, let us open the Bible and read the story of Jesus' last week on earth. I'm sure you will find many similarities to your own life stories. You will see that Jesus cares and is very close.
to your life. Jesus loves us and this is why this week is great. And it leads us to Easter. But this is what I will be talking to you about next week. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I hope that you will tune in again. Please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave your review. Feel welcome to visit my website, seekinggodsgrace.com, and follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again. Every blessing to you and your loved ones. Talk again soon.